you don't want to pitch to several producers on the same show because if they're in that meeting and two people have the same pitch and one went before them, that other person doesn't mm-hmm. have to right did y'all hear that did y'all hear that so the same works when kind of like the newsroom also but yes just like not really thinking about the powwow like that could that could be embarrassing or problematic problematic and producers will remember your name let's Circus Podcast. I am Taisha Bradley, your hostess, and I have an extra special guest today. I have Dr. Letitia Wright. She is a media phenom, and she is the right in the right place TV show, and she is a wealth of knowledge on so many things media and also crowdfunding, and we'll get into that as well, but I would like to welcome you to the Media Circus Podcast, Dr. Wright. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here and just talk about what we're going to talk about. This is my jam and we're going to have fun today. (laughs) Yes, this is my jam too. So we're definitely going to have fun and we're going to get right into it because I have so many things that I want to ask you about. And I know that you're going to bring so much knowledge to this podcast episode for all of my entrepreneurs and experts with their pens and their paper ready to take notes. So will you please first give us your professional media title? My professional media title is really producer slash director. I have had my own television show since the year 2000. I've been on broadcast television and I've directed my show so much. I mean, I have other directors, but I've directed other people's shows. I've produced four films. I've produced other television shows. I produced a film with Brian Tracy in it as an actor. I have just done a lot of TV. And so now that I have my own Roku channel, my own Amazon television, Fire TV channel, my own Apple TV channel, I'm doing a lot of producing of TV. So those are my official channels. I'm also, I would say, a media consultant because I love working with people who have their own channels and shows, showing them how to monetize it. Because a lot of times when it comes to the entrepreneurs, I love entrepreneurs, that decide to branch off into there. They branch off with zero intention on it making money. They think I'm just going for the exposure. And right. so I'm like, hey, you're, you're in business. This part of your business also has to make money. Let me show you how to create revenue, not just have a podcast just to get yourself out there, but also have the podcast create revenue. And so I would say, executive producer producer director is probably the most common title for me nice thank you so much and so for my audience and even for me (laughs) somewhat we hear the terms in media you know kind of producer director editor can you tell us more like what a producer does what what parts of your job are you responsible for and what do you like make the decisions on as a producer as absolutely so the producer is actually responsible for 
making the whole film or the whole TV show come together. And what the producer is doing, they're hiring the director. And let's think of it as a dish. You've got this lasagna dish. The producer is in charge of making sure that all the ingredients are there. There's a kitchen, there's the chef. The chef is the director. But all the food is in there, all the utensils are in there. Everything the director needs to make this lasagna dish is there. And they pick the director they want. They pick the best director that they can afford to make this lasagna dish. And they talk with the director and say, my dream is this lasagna dish. And I like mine more meaty. I don't like too much cheese, but I like this. I like, they put in, you know, they're, they're talking with the director, telling them what they want it to look like, which means a script. They're giving them right. a script. They're giving them a treatment. They're telling the director, this is what it's going to be like. The director's job is to take this script, take all the tools that the producer has given them, okay. and they're in charge of making this lasagna, making this TV show, making this film come out. And they're probably going to make the vision better than the producer because they're actually the craft person. The producer has something mm -hmm. in mind. But our directors really like they add a little something, something to it, and it's even better than what the director is. Because the director's gonna be hiring special effects, the music, the you know, sound effects, all this other stuff. They're in charge right. of their part. So it's gonna come out even better. So the producer is in charge of making sure everything works. Executive producers are people who have funded this, they've written checks and they want their money back. Ah, okay. okay? Co-producers are people who, uh, executive producers have written checks and got say of what happened. Mm -hmm. Co-producers are investors who have written checks and don't have so much to say. Okay. They <laughs> so, okay. Nice. So if you're doing a TV show, you're doing a film and your mom gives you $5,000, you can put them in as a co-producer. They're probably not going to be on set telling you what to do and telling you they don't like this snap, but they can get some credit. They can get right. Some credit. Okay. So that's what a executive producer is, a producer is, a co-producer, a director, an assistant director is helping the director. You know, you have a first AD, you have a second mm -hmm. AD, you know, you have the bigger the production, the more assistant directors you have. And so I hope that that helps people understand how that works. Nice. That, that was a good breakdown. Listen, that was a good breakdown for me. So I hope that everyone's taking their notes and writing that down. <laughs> That was a good breakdown for me, especially the way you use the analogy, you know, like the lasagna and the cooking, you know, kind of gave everyone because, you know, we see producer, executive producer, associate producer, co-producer. You're like, which one? <laughs> especially if you're thinking about like pitch, pitching or reaching out, you're like, well, which producer, you know, do I kind of want to talk to? So, right, also, so when you're looking at TV shows mm -hmm. and you want to reach out. Uh, especially if you're looking at talk shows, you want to wait till Friday because Friday is usually when the credits roll on talk shows that go five days a week. So right. they usually don't have credits every day. At the end of Friday, you'll see credits roll. And so you want to look for, they have a lot of producers on shows like The View and all this. They have several different producers. Right. You want to pick one producer. Don't send your thing to every producer. You want to pick one of the producers or one of the assistant producers because the way those shows work is that the assistant producers get their 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 stories and they have a bullpen and they pitch 
you know, okay, Sally Sue, what do you have? Okay, my story is about Sally, the, you know, the little girl that fell in the well. Oh, okay, that's a good story. We're going to go with that. Okay, what's your story, John? My story is about a guy who wears, you know, a kid who wears a size 85 shoe. Okay, we're going to go with that. Okay, my story is about sus and sus and sus. Okay, we don't want that. You don't want to pitch to several producers on the same show because if they're in that meeting and two people have the same pitch and one went before them, that other person doesn't mm-hmm. have to. Right. Did y'all hear that? Did y'all hear that? So the same works on kind of like the newsroom also, but yes, just like not really thinking about the powwow. Like that could that could be embarrassing or problematic. Problematic. And producers will remember your name. They will remember, <laughs> they will remember your name. So don't, yeah, don't don't do that. You want to pitch one person, and if it doesn't get picked up in a couple of months, pitch that what that same person again, because it could get picked up again with a little bit of a tweak. It just didn't go that time. Don't send your books. Don't send stuff before you get asked for stuff. Definitely. Because that all that stuff gets discarded, and you're just wasting your books. Your you know whatever your little goodies are you're wasting them so don't send stuff until they ask for stuff if they ask you for a copy of your book send it but don't send it until they ask they are not going to give it to the star on the show the stars on the show don't get any of that stuff at that point until you are booked they don't even see that book and they don't even know what to say about it until they get their script on what to say so do not you know don't worry about the star seeing your stuff it's got to go through an assistant producer so right. it's really important yeah. that you understand how the system works mm-hmm. and any show that you want to be on please go and watch at least three full episodes of the show i get so challenged with people <laughs> that say they want to be on xyz show and i say when's the last time you watched that show and they go oh, i've never watched it <laughs> You know, there's people who are have been cast on reality shows and have agreed to be on reality shows and have never watched the shows. That blows my mind. <laughs> Could you imagine that? <laughs> how, how are you going to even survive? Like, there are people that study right. shows, reality TV. You going to get a reality TV show. You better study seasons, like to get, so you can yes. survive. And know what you're getting into. Know what you're getting into. So it's a whole new ball game. And so you have to be very serious about this. You cannot just willy-nilly it. It is very, very serious. And if you're working with someone like, you know, Tanisha, you when she books you, you know, you better be really clear on who you're talking to, what this show is. Don't just blunder in there and you don't know what the heck is going on. Yes, yes, for sure. That is such great information. And I know that it's going to be super helpful for, you know, the audience, for me, for other publicists who are listening as well. You know, like the way you broke that down is, you know, easy to understand and, you know, kind of really shows that you need to be intentional, not be fearful, but be super intentional about, you know, kind of how you're pitching or presenting and putting yourself out there. So let me ask you a question about this. Now, for shows, talk shows, shows like yours, where you have guests, do you like seek out your guests or do people approach you or is it a little bit of both? It's a little bit of both. My show is a business talk show. The Right Place is a business talk show. And so it's a combination of me seeking out people that I want to have on the show as well as I get pitched 
a lot of people. Hey, this person would be great to be on the show. Um, I like to go through a pre-interview. Some of you guys will be asked to do a pre-interview. Don't get offended. They want to they want to do a vibe check. They want to make sure that you get along well. They want to make sure yes. that you energy. And if you are asked to do a pre-interview, pretend like you're doing the show. That means show up dressed, show up looking professional. Don't show up in a dirty t-shirt and sweaty and look like you just came in from doing the garden and not having your lighting done and all that kind of stuff. Right. Show up like you're going to show up for the show because this is the only context they have of you. If you show up looking out of sorts and everything, they, they don't know anything about you. They're going to have right. to assume that that's how you're going to show up on the show. They don't know that you clean up nicer. <laughs> they don't know that you clean up nicer. Right. So show up full makeup if you're a, a woman. Not full makeup if you don't wear makeup, but, you know, full you. Full you if you're a man or a woman. Full you, you know, whatever full you is. And have energy. Match their energy. Don't be, you know, this is the this is the thing that terrifies all of us who are show hosts. Is that one answer wonder. So you don't want to oh, be like, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yes. No, <laughs> maybe like we don't we don't want that. So you need to come on. You need to be on. Do not like I said. Do not be offended because you had to. You had that to pre-interview. Pre-interview. Yeah. Because it's really. Here's the thing. It's really hard. It, nobody wants to waste their time with a full interview. Sure. And right. then go. Wow. I can't. I don't want to air this because this is not on track with what we're doing. Exactly. And then that person calling you back. Girl, where's my show? Where Where does the show end? Now I gotta say. Oh, you know what? We're not gonna air the show. And you know, I gotta explain that. You know. Right. Other than I really hated you on my show, I gotta say something else. <laughs> right. <laughs> another another story. So so it's a combination for me. You guys can pitch yourselves. A lot of people are out there giving you lists of shows that you can pitch to. Be careful about those lists. I see those lists bouncing around mm, all the time. Yeah. About seventy percent of those shows don't take guests. Wow. They're, they're, they're on those lists of shows, they're telling you, yeah, pitch yourself to Seth Gooden. Seth Gooden, he has a great podcast, doesn't take any guests. He just talks. Right. So you yeah, so the one. Seth mm -hmm. Gooden is a waste of time. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. Tim Ferriss, great, but he's on hiatus. You know, let's just be real. He, The only black person he knows is Jamie Foxx. Uh, he doesn't know any black women. He's never had a black woman on the show. Right. Ever. And he's on hiatus for about a year because he's trying to do some, some stuff in his personal life. Most of his right. shows are replaced right now. So you have to be hyper aware yes. of what's going on and don't just get these people's lists. Right. Here's all the show. Here's the top 100 shows and, and pitch yourself. Don't pitch yourself just because somebody else says pitch yourself. Listen to the shows. If they don't have any guests on the show, don't pitch yourself. That's right. Why would you be the first? <laughs> right. And some shows don't even accept pitches, you know, for guests. A lot of the big talk shows, you know, people back when, you know, Ellen was the big show. Everyone wanted to be on Ellen. I want to be on Ellen. Why well, want to be on Ellen? How do I get on Ellen? I'm like, listen, for the most part, she has to find you. You have to be visible, doing something, going viral. Like there are people who are looking 
for guests. It's not one of those shows where you can just say, hey, <laughs> pick me. And then yes. it's also a very rigorous. Things were changing. Social media got bigger. Social media has made pitching, I, I won't say it's obsolete, but it has made them, nobody's dependent upon pitching anymore. Right. Because you can go to social media and find who's hot right now yes. and get them on your show and you're covered. So your pitches have to be really on point and just know that that's not the well that everybody has sufficient in. Right. That pitch, the pitch is no longer <laughs> what the, the nail, you know, yeah, it's, it's, no it's, it's a redirection. It lets people know that you exist. This is what I have going on. And it invites them to check you out and to consider you. So when you are, um, say, looking for a source, say you found someone who wants to be in your podcast or you receive a pitch for someone and you want to check them out outside of the pre-interview before you even decide you want to do the pre-interview what do you look what do you look for do you go to their website do you go to the social media what are you looking for what are you like oh yes or what do you like oh no like tell us so looking at their website is their website salesy what do their what do their testimonials look like i went to this one woman's website and it was scary because her testimonials all the women her women were her target market Mm -hmm. Women all looked like her, like they had glasses shaped like her and they had hair, brown hair parted like hers in a ba- and pulled back in a part. It was, it was like, these women all could have been like duplicates of her. Oh, maybe they were like the little AI people that you can create. <laughs> they, they weren't AI people, they were real people, but my wow. thing was... They could have been the same person. Because at first I was like, am I being punk? So that was a little bit weird. I look at people's social media. I'm going to be frank. If you're you're listening to this podcast, I am a woman of color. While I am open to everybody, if you have no people of color that are in any of your advertising, any of your testimonies, you don't deal with anybody, I'm probably not going to be working with you because clearly you're not into my community. I live in California. We have, and I live near Los Angeles, we have literally every person from every country is in Southern California, a representation. Mm, So when people are showing stuff and they have no diversity, I'm very clear about what message that they're putting out. So I'm looking Mm -hmm. at, do you have diversity? Because what happens is that when brands are going down, then they start including black and brown people in their advertisement. That's when they're doing bad. True. Victoria's when they look at the Right. <laughs> Victoria's Secret couldn't give a flip until Rihanna came in and took their market. Then all of a sudden they had black and brown models in their little panties. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. they were losing market share to Rihanna's Fenty panties. So mm-hmm. I look at that. I look at your posts. What are you posting? Like I'm looking at all that kind of stuff so that I know who I am associating myself with. I just had a talk with a client who was about to be associated with a campaign of the Dalai Lama. I don't know if you guys are are looking at the news, Mm -hmm. but the Dalai Lama ain't ain't in favor right now. So I had to come to Jesus moment with this client that I absolutely love is a brilliant, sweet natured person. And he was busy, head down, working. He he literally had not 
heard the news. Right. And it's like, okay, I don't know if you know this, but this is what's happening. And if people are trying to associate you with these campaigns, you're really going to have to step back because you're just getting started and you cannot be connected. It's not whether or not it's true. That is not the point. The point is that's the state of his his reputation right now. Right. You your reputation. So, yes. you know, I look at what's their reputation right now. Not mm-hmm. what are they riding on, you know, from years again. So I'm going to look at your social media. That's me. I'm going to look at your website. I'm going to look at not how fancy it is, but who's involved in it, who's endorsing you, who's, mm-hmm. you know, I've been around, I have experiences with people, I know what camps are doing what, and right. so I'm going to be seeing, is this person truly in alignment with who I am now, not who I was 10 years ago, mm-hmm. but who I am now, are, are you in alignment with that? And is this going to be a good connection with what I'm doing? Or are you just someone just trying to get that exposure and, hey, here's here's another boat coming along. Let me see if I can hop on. Nice. Yes, that's a good, a good roundup of what you do. Are there certain social media profiles that you look at more than others? Like, are you more on the Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or do you check out, like, whatever... I just check out whatever they have. I know that for me, I have a large following on TikTok. I have about 155,000 followers on TikTok. And so Facebook, I mean, I have a lot of connections on Facebook, but I don't feel like that's the most responsive for Mm -hmm. me. You know, Mm -hmm. LinkedIn and TikTok are way more responsive for me. Instagram's okay. Facebook's okay. Twitter, I'm an early (laughs) adopter of Twitter, but Twitter is having a hard time right now yeah <laughs> give up my moniker and my name because i'm dr right number one on twitter and so i'm not ready to give that up but at the same time it's like yeesh there's this crazy stuff going on over there so yeah. i'm on snapchat too i tend to if a new social media comes out i tend to get the monikers but i just look at whatever they're doing you know and just and mm-hmm. just look at what they're posting what they're posting right is more important to me than where they are. I don't worry about where they are because everybody's tribe is different places. Right. Let me ask you this. This is controversial a little bit amongst me and my peers. What about profanity? Is that a turn off if you see people using like profanity on their social medias or not? I'm the one who mostly kind of stays away from it. Some of my colleagues are like, listen, I'm saying what I'm going to say or whatever. But, you know, as a publicist, I'm super conscious of like that image thing. So from your perspective, like as a journalist, like profanity or no, a little bit or not at all. Like, what's your opinion? So in my real life, I use, you know, profanity, you know, a little bit, you know, I say, I try not to put it alive and then, you know, I have little nieces and nephews. So I have to kind of watch that and say, what the quack. So I'm not that part. Yes. <laughs> getting them into trouble too. It, it actually does not bother me. Yeah. It doesn't bother me because. If I'm dealing with a host who does use profanity, it's probably in line with the, what they're doing. They're not using it just to use it. Right. And it's and it's probably part of what they're doing. So it doesn't bother me. And I don't think I have an audience that would be super shocked by it. Mm-hmm. That okay. being said, do I have a lot of profanity going on? No. You probably can't find a show where there is 
profanity, but it doesn't bother me. So right. I, I'm saying it doesn't bother me, but at the same time, can you find any? No. So right. <laughs> <laughs> but if there's yeah. one or two words in there for color, then yeah. I might let it fly. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not. I'm not going to. Um, you know, I'm not going to. You know, not you know, interview somebody because, oh, they might cuss. Because that's the other thing. We can edit, we can bleep stuff out right. and keep it going to keep the real, you know, conversation happening. And my my stuff is for adults. I'm not catering to children. I do cater to all ages, but I, I don't have children's stuff. Gary V has, you know, people complain so much about his cussing that he made a version that was a, a clean, clean channel. channel. I was going to mention that. I was going to mm-hmm. mention that. <laughs> so, I mean, I I would be willing to do that if I had to. I haven't had to at this point. So, it's kind of interesting that you say that. It's like, I don't feel like I am, but yet there's absolutely, everything's clean. So, right. that, makes me, that makes me rethink. That's a, That makes me <laughs> think about my, what is my real position? I'm right. saying, I'm saying I don't care. Up. <laughs> but the evidence says otherwise. So that thank you for right. that. Right. Yeah. But, and so that's where I am with like some of my colleagues. You know, they're like, how could you say that? You use words for color, you know, mm-hmm. little flavor in conversation. But I'm like, yeah, not online because it's permanent. And then I don't want people to think like that's the regular, but like I'm not offended by it, but I don't want to do it. So mm-hmm. yeah. I just want to like your opinion as well. I'm not well. offended by it, but I don't want to do it. That's what it is. Right. End of the world. I think that you have to know your tribe. Now, when I first started out, I did a show. I love comedy. I did a show with comedians, and the show was airing in homes in like Rialto, California, and the comedians were cussing. And I'm telling you, Rialto, California, rang my phone off the hook. They were like, "Doctor Wright, what are you doing?" And it was that one show that they did. Now, technically, I didn't. You know, it wasn't any cuss words nobody had ever heard, mm-hmm. but that coming from me shocked that community. Yeah. And so it was, a, it was a, that was years and years ago, but I remember that. And they were like, <laughs> yeah, we're going to take this one off the air because everybody's calling and they're all upset. Right. Because <laughs> now you're trying to brand it as clean, but then when you do say something, everybody's like, oh. <gasps> Yeah, so I have had that part of my brand, maybe. Yeah, and it and it was literally not me talking. It was literally just a. Con- I thought people would enjoy the comedy show. And- oh, it was a show, but you were attached with a reputation. But I was attached to it. Reputation, reputation is everything, mm-hmm. and you know, and we listen. We all grow and change, and media. But you know, media expands who you are. You look way better than you really are on media or way worse. Okay. Mm. You look way better or you look way worse. Right. You know, Michael Jackson was the first person to really do reality TV. He invited the TV in his home, but he was the first person to really have a camera follow him. So it expanded his, oh, he's weird. Oh, his household doesn't. He's a rich man. His, of course, his household doesn't look like our household. Like, it's, <laughs> right. like, like you can't relate to. And so people demonized him because it was nothing like what we had ever experienced or we had ever grown up with. And so you got to understand that TV will magnetize, magnify, not magnetize, it'll magnetize TV. It'll magnify who you are. 
So yes. if you look great, you're going to look angelic. If you look terrible, you will look demonic. And so you've got to remember that it's going to make you look worse than you really are or better than you really are. And that is not something you can control. So you have to manage your reputation when you're doing media. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Let me ask you a question about your show, Dr. Wright show. Mm-hmm. Who was someone that you've connected with through one of your episodes that you always remember? I think I, I will always remember a lot of the people. I remember Mark Victor Hansen was so sweet. He came down. He was lost. He was frustrated. He couldn't Aww. find where the studio was. It was a tiny little studio. But he came. He did a great show. And he left. And it was dark. And it was night. And it was great. Kim Coles came and did the show. And we wound we up. Love her. Yeah, we love her. But we wound up being real, real, real friends in real life. And she's great. She's as sweet as you see on TV. That is really her. That is not a that is not fake at all. She's such a a great person. I love hanging out with her. And I love how she's so into the entrepreneur space. Yes, like yes. With so many of us, like I feel like she's my business bestie, and she just doesn't know it yet because, like, she is yeah. out here. <laughs> she is. She is. I will let her know that you guys say that about her. You're her business bestie. She but, is. Um, I love hanging out with her and she's just, she's so sweet. She's so sweet and she's just inspirational. She's just a real person and she's a lot of fun. She's a lot, a lot of fun. Looking to show some love for the Media Circus podcast with Taisha Bradley, celebrity publicist? Here's how. Hit that subscribe button to stay up to date on all the latest episodes. Leave a review and share your media wins for a chance to be featured on the show. And by subscribing to Media Circus Publicity Leads on Patreon, you can support the podcast and get instant access to publicity opportunities for TV, magazines, major blogs, podcasts, and even red carpet events. So what are you waiting for? Show your support for Taisha Bradley and the Media Circus Podcast today. But she was nice enough to come on the show way back, you know, when I didn't know my butt from a hole in the wall. And I just think really in the early days, I was just so fearless. I would ask any famous person and they would just go, okay. And, you know, they would just go on the show, you know, right. So I was able to do shows around the world. I went to business school in Malaysia and my mentor enabled me to like do the show there with some of my teachers there and i kind of went on this little mini tour around malaysia to different business places and did shows and so i've just done shows like a lot of different places i've been, i've had my own show the right place tv show has been on the air since the year 2000 so we are coming up wow. on year 25. So i've been doing this for a long time so it has it has really evolved into something a little different now that I, I enjoy. I went through a period where I wasn't enjoying it. I was bored because I was getting all these people that are like, oh, I just accidentally fell into entrepreneurship. And then I just, you know, meditated. And then all of a sudden I got all these people and I became a millionaire. And it was like, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, we are like, that's not how it goes, but okay. Yeah, I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't take this. So, but I kind of, I got, got, I got to the 20 year point and I thought, you know, I've done, I've done it. I've done mm-hmm. what I came here to do. I don't have to do anymore. I don't have to prove anything to anybody. I can stop the show right here. Or I can do something really meaningful in the next five years and at 25, make a decision what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And so I thought about it and I said, okay, I'm going to go forward. I really know what I want to do in the next couple of years. 
in 2025, I'll make a decision whether Right Place TV show stopped. I don't think I'm going to stop with the rest of the media that I'm doing, but I might not be hosting Right Place TV show anymore. And that's that's wow. fine. I've done what I came to do. And, I, you know, I just, I don't have anything to prove. I, I you know, right. I'm going to be working on another film. I'm going to be working on, you know, a lot of different things I have coming up and I'm very proud of what I've done in my career. So I have nothing to prove to anybody. There's not too many people who've done as much as I've done on, you know, this side. Absolutely. Right now, my focus is helping people get their own Roku, Amazon and Apple TV channel so they can get their voice out there. People are complaining that, oh, the news isn't covering this and this. You can cover that and you can get that out there yourself. You don't have to depend on anybody else. We're not in those days where we got to wait for ABC and NBC. And we no longer have to wait for that. You can cover that for your tribe and get that out there. And I want to make that happen. I've put 40 channels on the air so far and I'm going for even more. So those I'm looking for those voices that want to be out there teaching them how to monetize so you don't have to come out of your pocket, but it can be something that's actually a business that's mm -hmm. making money and they can do what they need to do and then they can connect with people like you and know how to get them the talent and the content they need for their channel so i wow. really had to you know i went through a little bit of a dark night where i was just like refusing to interview people because the, just the premise of what the interview would be was just too too stupid for where i was mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i'm mm -hmm. also very very into uh, dealing with the unhoused and serving that community and i just am a little more serious about what it was before it was like this is great i'm getting all this stuff i'm making money like who would have knew i could have gotten red carpets i'm doing like what you know like what you know now i'm kind of past all that like this mm -hmm. is very serious this is a platform this is i could really really do some stuff so like yes the intention there's an intention behind it. So one of the things that I'm doing is I'm creating a, this is a advisory board for a nonprofit in Paris, California. They feed 2000 people a month. I went down, I checked them out. I checked out their books. I did everything to make sure that they were worth, you know, supporting. And another organization has already built them a kitchen, a, a commercial kitchen, beautiful, clean stainless steels. They have you know, volunteers to help, but what they need is they need a professional chef that can really organize things and get things going. And they're cooking homemade food. And there are people, I was there, people coming, getting meals, you know, eating, working people that have a job but can't really afford to have a job and have lunch, you know, coming by in their car, eating lunch, and then going back to work. I mean, they're really feeding their community. So I'm putting together an advisory board of people that are entrepreneurs that can mm -hmm. Really, all they have to do is, they do have to give a little bit of money, but they have to give time for a year. I want them to be able to meet for a year so they can give this organization ideas of how to move forward. How can we move nice. forward? Can, they need to do this. Can you meet for a year and help this particular organization with some ideas? So I'm putting together an advisory board for this group. And nice. so the commitment is just to donate $1,000 over the year and just meet 12 times via Zoom to just help them solve problems. And so I'm just very serious about the platform that I've been given and the opportunities that I've been given. And I'm enjoying much more the people that I'm meeting. I'm getting to meet people like you. I wasn't meeting people like you 
a couple of years ago. I mean, in pre-pandemic, I was meeting yeah. just really selfish people and you know the plans that you have they're really great i mean you're really going to be helping a lot of people and i'm so excited to you know like have a chance to work with you in the future and so I, but i wasn't meeting people like you a couple yeah. of years ago so i've really kind of changed the whole direction and it's been really great i'm really fired up with where i'm going and what i'm doing nice yes thank you so much for your work that you're doing like we were discussing before i started recording like i worked 20 years in nonprofit, you know in philanthropy and people do that for the love it's not for the money mm -hmm. so it's very commendable that you are doing this and if anyone is listening in the audience and you can help out and make your financial commitment because you know i worked in nonprofit and we have these boards mm -hmm. listen Give us the money and the work. Thank you. We need yes. it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I just right. need, I, I need that commitment and I need your, you know, your one hour a month to give, a, you know, listen to the problems that they're dealing with and give them ideas. So that's yes, whether you have to raise your thousand or mm -hmm. whether you have to write a check. <laughs> mm -hmm. write we check, definitely need those do whatever and it is you're gonna non-profit i'm just you gonna put it out there payments, i can work that out for you too no problem <laughs> right i'm just gonna put it out there through all these years in non-profit let's just be clear <laughs> let's just be real clear so awesome. it's, it's really going to be very exciting because uh, what they're doing is so so needed in the community and yeah. so he's giving things that are actual packs that people can go home and make a meal he keeps them clean he keeps everything organized and i just absolutely you know love what he's doing and it's just the volunteers is just nothing but compassion happening down there and just lovely people doing good yeah. good work you know he wants it to be more organized because he's getting more mm -hmm. donations and he just wants to have a professional chef that can help yes. with you know, just making sure the food is rotated correctly so, this definitely sounds like a mediagenic story and you know something that could be definitely pitched to the media it has all the elements and so we were talking a little bit early about you know lots of people want to come into the media space or be interviewed or be featured because it's you know they want to generate income or you know they have some other kind of self-serving <laughs> kind of thing at the end which we you know we all want to generate income and everything but let's talk a little bit about and you can kind of make the story newsworthy right. but, but there's a way to do it so number one yes. say to all my lovely entrepreneurs love you guys i'm saying this with love i am saying this with love you can buy an ad okay all of the media outlets have advertising you can buy an ad so when you're doing these shows you are not here to become a walking ad Right. You are not here to say every five minutes, well, in my book, you can get my book, you can buy my book. Like that can't be the answer to everything you say. That's number one. You're here to educate and to entertain. Have a little bit of both, be interesting, be interested, and be there to help. You can do a little bit of salesy things, but what you want is you want to be asked back. You know you got the touchdown when at the end of the interview, the person says, you know what, this was lovely. Can you come back? Yes. Now you have the opportunity to convert their audience into your audience. They liked you so much, they're offering you a chance to come back 
and the right. audience. So that's really what you want. You, if this is your first time on their show, you want them to say, "Hey, can you come back?" That's what you want. Not, "Hey, can you sell us some stuff?" That nobody's going to say that. Right. Yeah. So what you want to do is you want to be a resource to this show. That mm-hmm. is how ultimately roundabout sales will happen for you. If you are a resource, people will like that you're a resource. They will come to you to get more. They will find you. People can find you. They, you don't have to put a link up for somebody to find you. People right. will find you. But you need to be a resource and you can't be like, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. So I want people to understand your show opportunity is not your sales opportunity. It's your opportunity to connect. It's your opportunity right. to let your perfect client know you understand them. You understand the problem. Is it worth it? It's absolutely worth it because mm-hmm. this is how you become number one in your market. I, in the area of crowdfunding, we're talking about media. This is my other area of expertise. The other area of expertise I have is crowdfunding. I was able to become like number, you know, top top person in crowdfunding in 24 months. But part of it was that I was doing a lot of media. Mm. A lot of media. Can you explain what crowdfunding is for those in the audience who don't know or aren't exactly sure? Sure. So crowdfunding, and I do business crowdfunding, is the art of raising money by having uh, different people give you different amounts. And usually in business crowdfunding, it's part of either a pre-sale or what we call an equity crowdfunding where they're buying shares of your business. So they'll they'll buy shares of your business and you're raising money or they will pre-purchase your products and services and you're able to raise money. It's a way to fund your business. Mm, Nice, nice, very much so. And I was, we were talking earlier and I told you that I have our Media Circus publicity leads on Patreon and that's how we got into, you know, talking about the crowdfunding a little, but I definitely want to ask you about that. Do you consider like Patreon and other platforms like that crowdfunding? Oh, absolutely. Patreon is definitely crowdfunding. It's made, especially for this kind of things, it is made to support blogs. It is made to support podcasts it does well one there's a podcast that makes fifty four thousand dollars a month on patreon wow that's why i said you and i need to have more conversations <laughs> we because there's a way to do it you know when you understand crowdfunding and the opportunity that it affords you you can understand how to use it. so you're just beginning to get into it i was that's why i was so excited when you said you were on patreon because i was like okay she understands the basic concept now i can yeah. tell her the rest of the stuff that she can do on patreon they don't do a great job in educating you on everything but they right. are an excellent platform to be a part mm-hmm. of they weathered some tough there were some tough things going on with patreon but they were able to weather it and so um, i'm confident that patreon will be around and they're not going to have Awesome. Good. I'm very new to Patreon, like, but I was able to like research it, watch a couple YouTube videos and set it up in a night. So I was like, listen, step one, get it rolling. It was very easy to put up. And yeah. again, you know, just kind of being in business and an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. we're always, you know, there's always these new tools and resources that you're like trying to try out and find mm-hmm. if it's a good fit for you technically, if it's a good fit for your brand. Exactly. So I'm really trying to work smarter and not harder in this season and, you know, try out new apps. And I'm really into AI. 
you know, kind of yes. using some of those technologies right now. Chat GPT, I'm loving, you know, right now. And, you know, lots yeah, of people all, all of those are all it. helpful. They're yeah. all helpful. Very um, helpful. The Chat GPT Bard is helpful. If you haven't tried mm-hmm. Bard, oh, yeah, Bard, you know, all of those are very helpful. They're, they're helping us move faster. I think they're quite needed in, in media scripts you need scripts you need to move faster i think that i think that's it is. It yeah is. i think that's i've been using chat gpt you know trying to see how it does with like writing pitches and kind of remembering some of my notes and things i feel mm-hmm. like it could do a little bit better with like remembering things that i've said or you know kind of holding on to that but definitely there's a lot of help for those people who are not sure how to write a pitch or a press release or anything i think that that's a good like kind of starting point to just kind of put yeah. your ideas and your thoughts in and then organize your thoughts right you're a little bit more experienced so you really know how a pitch is supposed to look before this is really very very helpful whereas you can take a pitch and you you know you're going to you're going to elevate anything to ai because you're quite experienced in this you know in this area and this is yeah. This is not anything new for you, but yeah, I think I think AI is an important part. Nothing to be scared of. Use it. Use you know use podcasting. Just because you want to be on other people's shows doesn't mean you shouldn't have your own show. Definitely right. do that. You know, expand as much as you can. Especially now that you know YouTube is talking about they have a little podcasting. Take some of your little shows, turn them into a podcast, put it on there. iTunes is talking about they have another set of podcasts do that too wow. um, you know just take advantage of it i think spotify buying anchor and buying up a bunch of things has scared everybody and i don't i don't know what this big thing is about podcasts but podcast is the thing so it you is know, you can get out there and do that too so this is one of my favorite questions to ask you've done so much in media you know and being a producer and like hosting if you could be featured somewhere in the media which i'm sure you have been all over the media but is there like a dream tv show or platform that you would like to see yourself on i think i'm i'm really ready to do some I hope my publicist is listening no, I'm just <laughs> i really would love to do some of the like today shows and the, the morning shows. I would love to be, a, I'd love to get a chance to do some of the morning shows. If I was going to be on a TV show, I, I, I don't know if you remember this, you, you, you guys probably don't remember her, but there used to be this lady on TV, her name was Dr. Joyce Brothers, but she would be on, she would make cameos on TV shows, but she would always make them as herself. It was like, it didn't matter what show she was on, she was always herself dr joyce brother yeah <laughs> so, i would love to be on shows but i would just be me because i'm not an actress i just have to be me doctor doing cameo as yourself yeah so i would love to do shows and just be like dr leticia right like uh, you know figure out a way for me to be on a show on a popular show and be dr leticia right i would love that you want to you want to do the walk-on roles little walk yeah, in I, <laughs> I just say one or two things and and that's it I have done some studio work, you know, I've been at Extra and Shaz of Sunset, they had a party thing and I was, you know, I, I called my best friend, girl, put some clothes out, we're going to Shaz of Sunset, they having a party scene. It was like two o'clock in the afternoon, it was not a nighttime party, but they were shooting. <laughs> you know, right. So we were all dressed up and we went and had fun, you know. But yeah, I would love to do like walk-on roles and in shows, but I would love to just like be me. So, oh, fine. so that way I don't have to like act 
Because <laughs> right. I, I can act. So I would love to do that. But I think I would love to do some some daytime shows, and mm-hmm. that would be that would be really fun for me. You know. Nice. Is there a daytime talk show that you would do over others, or any of that you would avoid? I would do The View because I'd love to meet Whoopi. You know, mm-hmm. I would do The View. I probably, you know, just in the sake of business and just, you know, I I probably don't have anyone that I would avoid. I probably wouldn't, you know, be on anything on Fox Network, but uh, <laughs> for obvious reasons. Yeah, I probably wouldn't be okay. But, um, but there's probably not many I would turn down just because, you know, I'm I'm thinking, hey, they've got the numbers and I want to be in front of the numbers so, you know, I can handle it. Okay. Let me ask you about this one. And listen, and then I will listen. This is about to be a whole nother little after show. So there has been a lot of talk about like Tamara Hall and how she's kind of changing up her style and the questions that she's asking. And some people say that, you know, it's in the wake that Wendy Williams is not now on the air and there's like a little spot in there. What do you think about that? Do you agree that she's been getting like a little, I don't know, risque in her interview topics or do you feel like that she's just kind of keeping up with the trends or that nothing has changed i'm not i'm not quite sure how i feel yet (laughs) i think tamara is still trying to find her voice Mm. i think that one of the things that happened to tamara early when she started her show that usually show hosts don't do she became a mother like the first year or two of her show definitely she was not a mother prior to that Mm-hmm. And a lot of the talk show hosts, they, they have had this show for a few years before they became a mom. This happened very early in her show. And I think that that has changed her perspective. And now she has to figure out who she is. And I think what we're watching mm-hmm. is we're watching Tamara on air figure out who she is. Mm-hmm. And I think it's not the same woman that they signed up in the beginning. She's a woman right. with a child. She's a woman with a huge platform. She's a woman seeing the world not so safe for her child. I mean, you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're looking at some of the changes around the world and, and mm-hmm. you are a person of color in America. It's not as safe as it was 10 years ago. It's like, it's really kind of different. I think that's what she is struggling with. I think they're giving her a little bit of room to figure out who she is. I don't know what her ratings are. I don't know if her ratings are going down or up or what's happening with her. I'm not sure either. But if her ratings are going down, then she may be struggling to find something to, you know, make sure that her ratings are solid. But I think for the most part, I think we're having, we're, we're seeing someone who is growing and changing. Mm-hmm. And it's reflecting in the work that she's doing. I'm glad I wasn't on the air when I was thinking through, do I want to keep going or do I not want to keep going? Right. The types of shows or the people, the response to the people I would have had on the shows would would have been rough. I would have been Mm -hmm. in a very harsh manner. And it would have been like, wow, you know, Dr. Wright's kind of going dark or, you know, she's mean or she's, you know, what's happening there. Yeah. So I think we're just seeing someone growing and changing. Sure. And I think she hasn't quite figured out, you know, who, who 
this woman is right with a child and a show and platform. Yeah. So I, uh, I think she's trying some different things and yeah. something and some things don't. And the other thing is that you also have to decide who you want to be versus who they want you to be. Mm, that, that's a lot of it. Yeah. You know, the people who write her checks want her to be X. Unless, like, and again, this is why you want to have your own Roku channel. You want to have your Amazon Fire TV mm-hmm. channel because you can be who you want to be. You're not beholden to anybody else. Your show can be exactly what you want it to be. Yes. So when you do grow and change, your tribe is the only person, the people viewing, they're the only people you're beholden to. And you right. can to them, I've grown and changed. And if you can rock with the 2023 me, we're all good. If you can't, I understand too. But, you know, she has... There's an investment there. There's a station that there's, there's people that she's beholden to that she has to keep happy too. So I'm sure the feedback she's getting is very, very tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so now what? Yeah. Good. Right. So we're kind of watching her learn and grow and change. And, you know, the Oprah that we were watching back in the 80s is not the Oprah <laughs> that oh, we yes. had for the 99 and the 2000. Not the Oprah we see now. And yeah. and that's you know something that you really gotta understand. And mm-hmm. even Dr. Phil saying, "Hey, I'm shutting down the show because I got other things I want to do." What do you guys think he's doing? He's out there producing other shows and doing other things. For sure, he's not yeah. across the chair talking to crazy people. He's like, "I need to get on with my life and make some more money than this. This is great, but there's more to it than this." Yes, yes, that's for sure. Well, thank you so much for being a guest today. We had so many good talks and I know we could just talk about so many topics, (laughs) different things. So I will have to find a way to connect back with you so we can give the audience more and so I can get more information from you. You are a wealth of knowledge. I'm in so many areas, especially in the TV space. I think you're my first TV space guest. So moving on up in the Media Circus podcast. (laughs) I can say that I probably attempted to do this podcast at least two times it is a lot of work and it's difficult and you know there are times where I'm like I don't know but you know then I have these great episodes with people like you I'm on my last guest Tabney Dozier and I'm like oh yes this I'm gonna have to rise to the occasion because you know it's just so many inf- much information and again like you like before the pandemic and all this I was not I didn't meet people like you and you know, meet people in the media space. But I feel like during that time and when everything went virtual, it just made everybody so accessible. And, you know, I just jumped on that momentum and kept up with it. So you can connect with people on the other side of the world or you can connect with people, you know, who that you would not normally have access to at all. Like, I couldn't imagine how I would have been able to like meet and connect with you like otherwise, unless I was just hanging out in California and we got to talking like, Mm -hmm. so this is just amazing. And I think that it gives a perspective on what's to come with the media, you know, Mm -hmm. now that you don't have to be in studio and all those things like that to be featured in major media. And that's part of what I want to do with this platform and, you know, some of the new services and products that I hope that I have coming up is to, you know, take that middleman out and just, you know, people can connect with the media directly where before that was definitely not a thing. And I don't even mean like decades and decades ago. I mean, just like a couple years ago, that was not a thing. So people have, you know, more access to the media than ever 
before. And I just want to make sure that people, you know, take the opportunity seriously and also, you know, approach it professionally because we don't want to be wasting each other's time. We don't want to be wasting people, media professionals time because like, that's what y'all have the least of. Because like I was saying, like I get so many cancellations for podcast interviews because I had I speak a lot with journalists who are on deadlines and when news breaks or something else happens, you know, more life or death or critical, which is near every day, they have to be gone. You know, they're the first responders of the media world. <laughs> so, you know, thank you so much for taking your time out for doing that. I'm gonna keep at it because there's so much many stories and things that that you all tell from your side that can really you know, help put a lot of things in perspective for people and humanize the media professionals. <laughs> and, you know, you guys are entrepreneurs and, you know, trying to pull it together as well. So thank you so much for being that. Before we go, please tell me and our audience how we can support you. Like, what do we need to do? Do you want us to follow you on social? Do you want us to spread the word about something? Like, how can we serve you? Absolutely. You guys can definitely follow me on social media. You'll see some posts about what I'm doing with the unhoused. And so when those posts come up, I'd love for you guys to go over to Give Butter and, you know, give what you can and support that. That money all goes, you know, we don't have any administration costs. This money goes directly into the unhoused. We give out hygiene packs, which are gift packs of socks and hygiene gifts and soap and that kind of thing. And we also put a little bit of money in there so they can buy some food. So when you see me make a call for that, I'd love for you guys to support that. But yeah, just following my TikTok and following me on social media would be awesome. And uh, I do a lot of teaching. And so that would be great just to have you part of the tribe. Nice. So thank you so much for all this wealth of information and how we can support you. I'll make sure that I have down in the show notes so everyone can connect and support with you. So thank you so much for being on the show. And I cannot wait to keep our discussions going. And I'd love to have you back at another time. Look at that. There, there goes the invite back. Love to have you back on the show. At another time. <laughs> thank you so much. I can't wait. And thank you just so much. I just really appreciate it. And I wish your tribe the best. You guys just keep going for it. Don't stop. Thank you. Let's go. This is the Media Circus. With your host, Taisha Bradley. Got virtual and live events to browse, picture, and repeat so gladly. And she got that online subscription for publicity leads. One thing that's safe to say is she got what you